So, welcome to the Curious Anarchy podcast. Um, this is Tea with Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. Um, today's topic will be ideological warfare. And this is the first um, recording that we're doing over on Clubhouse, live on Clubhouse. So, uh, bear with us if we seem a little bit rusty. Um, <laughs> Hopefully, it will be a very enjoyable episode. I'm just waiting for Marky to join me now. Um, I'm just going to ping him into the room, and uh, and then we'll get going. I'm not going to lie, it feels a little bit different <laughs> doing this on Clubhouse. Um same thing that we're doing really it's just recording right um but now there's an extra step so i gotta download this from here onto my phone and then transfer it over onto my other phone um and then upload it into anchor to then be able to post it as an actual podcast um but also an, an additional benefit is that um this recording will be here um i will leave the replays on um so it'll be interesting to see like how this gets picked up um and also who as well <laughs> finds this comes into the room um during and also afterwards once the uh, the replays are are up and running um so enough chit chat um, just before I um, open up this recording and uh, now it seems like he seems to be away from his phone. <laughs> so, um, <clears throat> the topic for today, ideological warfare, um, I wanted to just share some, some thoughts really on ideology and that kind of plays out the patterns that we we build up and we develop um and come to bond over with others um like what what biases and filters are in play um, hello regards to um who are you talking to how can i how can i put it um in regards who are you talking to, to hello um how um, how we bond together, how we form um, like groups, 
families, etc., in various uh, different fields, um, and really how we kind of separate and divide ourselves. So, yes, welcome, Mark. Mark is now with us here on the recording. Uh, Who are you talking to, Jermaine? Unmute yourself, Marky. It would be great. How are you doing, Mark? Welcome to. I'm fine. How are you? Who are you talking awesome, to? Awesome. Um, yeah, just because you were taking a bit of time, I decided to kind of just, you know, talk to yourself. Actually, leave something on the recording um, while okay. you're joining. So, um, I was just <laughs> up. Um, was just, yeah, you'll have to kind of just sort of take it in turns as we're speaking. Um, just if we, I was what? just kind of setting up the topic. Uh, for discussion um so yeah so welcome and, and and what are your thoughts on the topic i don't even know what the topic is at the moment can you not see the topic above oh bloody hell um ideological warfare uh, yeah well, with regards to what everything is ideological warfare can you describe some of the ways that you see it playing out in the world and with yourself and between others and you know elaborate well, to me, the word ideology means the way you're thinking, and warfare means if you're at war with someone who's thinking the opposite to you. So, I guess in virtually every area of society, you're you're in some form of ideological warfare because um, you're you're diametrically opposed to views that you believe are wrong, or in some cases, could hurt people. That's how I see it. It's a good shout. It's a good shout. Um... Do you disagree? So no, it's not that I necessarily disagree oh, okay. or agree or anything. It's it's just a case of like where where do we see it kind of playing out? Um, well, the biggest one in the world today is around the pandemic. Clearly, I mean you know that must be the biggest one, and I believe that having watched it very closely from the beginning, I believe it's a um, there's a battle within a battle going on and uh, people innocent people are breaking up uh, families and everything over which side they take in the battle it reminds me of a world war where innocent people get dragged in under sort of fake nationalism and and, uh, accusations of how brutal the other side are Um, it's kind of like that on a much more ideological and a far less physical well physical in sense of fighting but, but it's physical in terms of the deaths that are happening, I mean, there's large numbers of deaths across the world that aren't decreasing dramatically. And uh, as a result, it's a kind of silent death rather than a war death where you get all the noise and the bombing and all those sort of things. So it's a different kind of uh, conclusion. Let's put it like that. So I think people are going to feel less guilty about causing other people's deaths this way than they would in a war. So if you're in a war and you're in a, a platoon of soldiers and you wipe out a village that includes children and especially old people, you'd feel very guilty. Whereas this way, lots of people are dying and we're not seeing it anywhere. So people aren't that bothered. Interesting. Um, like, I, I really see what you're saying. Man. Um, it's It's... What do you think underpins that? Um, I believe that well, it's it's difficult because what I believe I don't really have a great way of showing you, but I I, I get a sense 
that this is the first proper war we've had that's used um, I don't know what the word you use for it. You know, like like virtual reality. Yeah. yeah. No, in yeah. fact, more like you know what's those things when they say that um, people can pay can map your algorithms in terms of what you want and what you don't want. Yeah, you know, on a computer, like so, say for example, you get adverts for things that you didn't ask for, but somewhere along the way they've they've created a, a system for you with what adverts to hit yeah. you. Am I right in saying that? Your cookies. Uh, even without using your cookies, I, I would imagine they're using, they're having access to your history on some levels. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So your cookies, everything is. It's. it's oh, sorry. I thought cookies were the things yeah. you get. I thought like cookies were the things you get sent when. Not, not the biscuits. Okay. No. Okay. In that case, it's called a cookie. It's called cookie. Yeah, yeah. And you can well, you can empty that cookie. folder periodically, um, but just generally as you go along, that cookies store will literally store every every website that you go through, everything that you click on, um, and it tracks everything. So that's that's. What it okay. has to yeah, uh, so I think notice that when you clear your cookies, you then get like random ads again. <laughs> but I still get things that I've, for example, tried to buy five years ago that's still advertising on my sites. Mm. Anyway, that's a byproduct. I think the real algorithm is to push an, a right wing agenda without it looking like a right wing agenda. Like if, if you had, uh, let's say for example, the Nazi party's ideology today, I don't think it would go very far. But I think there's a lot of investment in a lot of right wing circles today that are backing this technology to create a way of destabilizing society by making people question a whole host of things like rights. And a lot of the people that are doing this are actually hugely denying the rights of people on a day-to-day level, but no one's even questioning it anymore. No one's even asking those questions anymore. I'll give you one small example. How long have we been talking about the treatment of Muslims in, in China? We've been talking about it, oh, maybe since June, maybe? Maybe a little bit before that, April? Oh, so you and I have. I mean, how sorry, how long has the world been conscious of the treatment of I'm Muslims? Not sure. I'm not sure. This, this is, I mean... I think it predates... I think it predates... The, I think it predates the virus. I think so, too. But I don't think there's anywhere near the worldwide um, movement for civil rights for those people compared to the civil rights of people who don't want to have a vaccine. And you could say, well, that's um, because uh, this has come more to the fore. But actually, I think it's a paid for and and, uh, regenerated movement to keep that as the um, central discussion, if you like. And I remember very much around Trump. The whole thing around Trump was Trump was the liberator from uh, having these vaccines. And you start to think, really, this guy? When you track his trace, his history, his his track record, you think this guy is your liberator? And I think that I mean, that's, that's a really interesting point that you've even raised there, because like I remember a lot of the the sort of fanfare um, in the lead up to to Trump, even when he announced that he was you know going to run. Yeah. The it was like what? 
like yeah. really it was almost caricature like it was it was similar to to Boris like except Boris had well actually in, in terms of America it was actually similar to Reagan because when Reagan stood people could not conceptualize a president of the United States of America being an ex-actor and not a particularly good one at that no disrespect to him but he wasn't you know in the top 20 of Hollywood on anything and and his most famous role was probably in a movie with a monkey where the monkey outacted him now that's not trying to be I'm not trying to be disrespectful on any level I'm just saying he wasn't an actor Okay, you've said it for me. I'll try. I was trying to think of a really nice way of saying that, but I was trying to think of a. He became president, so I mean, he wanted to be. He like well, yeah. So the fact that he became president, when you consider up until then what the status of American presidents were, and then when you consider what he actually did as president around the world, if you go and talk to people in Africa and Latin America about what he actually did in those countries. Now that was in the old days when it was it was uh, I'm going to say and put it down as heavy-footed politics. Today it's much more subliminal because they can play with, as I'm trying to say here, algorithms with your mind. Mm -hmm. So they can, as soon as you start saying something, hold on, Black Lives Matter, they can say, well, what about vaccinations? And it's like, you get a lot of autism. Yes, absolutely, and also these things are not equitable. Right, the treatment of black people around the world isn't the same as how people are being treated around the vaccination. Not at all. Not even close. And one simple example of it, I would say, ask you, name me, give me an example where a policeman has killed an anti-vaxxer. Just one simple thing like that. Oh, and yet, I, and yet, I don't so actually. Good. I mean, not. No, no, that's fine. I mean, I, if you do, depends, but what? I, I'm sure no, 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 I get it. But if you do and you don't, have there been any deaths at the protest? Not that I'm aware of, but, but what I'm saying is, even if there had been, right. it's not on the same level that it had been with um, the way black people are treated and regularly. So I could, I could right. pick. But I would, I would, I would put forward the idea that it would be symbolic of. Uh, a movement or a culture behind the police, if that was the case. Yeah, no, fair enough. If you want to say that, that's fine. But what I'm saying to you is, I'm trying to draw a parallel between the way that civil rights or whatever you want to call it is around vaccine compared to other campaigns around the world that have been minimalized while we focus on it. We always talk about distraction. And the biggest distraction now is the amount of money and emphasis on anti-vaccine. So it comes up all the time. So if you think it's done, it comes back again. Like whereas these other things don't, like not in the same way. And like so, for example, I would I would say to you, for Black Lives Matter to get uh, a second win, unfortunately, it would be a, a very notable death of a black person would have to happen. That's not happening with anti-vaxxing at all. It's happening just every time the discussion comes around vaccinations, it pops up again. And I think it's not about vaccinations at all. I just don't. What do you think it's about? I think it's about destabilizing, uh, you know, the the elites. So, do you remember when all that thing came out about all these Hollywood actors that were all agents of the of the of the of the you know Zuckerberg and all these uh, elites? Yeah. Right. Or agents of what? What do you mean? 
So there was a time when the anti-vax thing was pointing at all these people going, can you see how they're acting on behalf of the state by, by telling everyone to get vaccinated? You know, there was a whole... Like the Bill Gates. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All of that. What you're saying, yeah. Right, now, what I would say to you really simply is, in the alternative, if you take away Trump, name me the people on that side. What do you mean? Well, if, if I'm right, so let's assume for just one second I was right and that there's a campaign, a financial campaign around the world to destabilise society and for the far right to come in a way that, that Hitler could never have achieved. Mm. We would have to know who these characters were, wouldn't we? You know what? As you mentioned that, I remember um, there was a, a campaign, uh, a celebrity-led campaign against Trump. I yeah, think yeah. one of the most notable ones was um, what's his name? Um, Italian actor. Um, De Niro. Yes, yes, him, Robert De Niro. I think he was okay. kind of like one of the most prominent ones that spoke yeah. out about him, and there were, there was a whole slew of, of them that came out and spoke about. about but that's not unusual in America. No, okay, but but this is this is the thing. When you do that, what you do is you draw attention to him. What they should have been doing um, is talking about the pros of Biden. If 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 you're on the left, talk about your candidate. They have a huge audience. Why would they go and draw attention to something that and, right. and, and, and in a sense don't want to get attention? When no, no, this is what I, they are influencers. They have to understand that. I when get that. I get what you're saying. Like that, people want to go and check it out. They, no, they, I get what I get what you're acted, saying. They, they've almost acted as a funnel through. Right, I get what I get what you're saying, but you, in a sense, you've brought back into the whole narrative again now, because it's irrelevant what actors say or do. To be quite honest with you, I mean, they're just. It'd be like footballers saying it. It's like Marcus Rashford. He can say it, and that's great. And if it acts on, that's great. But ultimately, he's not in, in government to make those choices. It's irrelevant what he can say it in the same way. Let's say, for example, I don't know. Um, I can't think of Djokovic. He's that. Yes. All right. No, no, I was thinking of someone like a singer in the UK, like Ed Sheeran. Say Ed Sheeran said, um, I'm dead against, um, I don't know, animal cruelty. He can say what he likes. That's fine. But he's not in a position other than as an influencer which you were talking about to actually do anything about that he's just a he's just a like you and I but he happens to have more people following him and, and he's slightly well, this, richer this, this this is the thing I think that what what your argument almost misses out on is the whole thing about online when yeah, no, no. I'm, not, I'm not missing out on it but what I'm saying to you is the campaign against famous actors and, and sportsmen and everything came irrelevant of that it's not part of that. It's not. They haven't picked on the ones who've said that. They've just picked on a whole host of people who they consider to be representative of the status quo, whether they are or not. That's my point. And you're, you're falling into the trap by sort of saying, well, if they kept quiet or they've done it a different way. No, no, that's not the point. It would still, they'd still have had to attack these people because these people are what in America they used to call liberals and they don't like liberals. Like I heard someone on a discussion the other day, literally an ordinary human being who's got a very good business calling San Francisco a socialist state. And you just have to sort of bear in mind the kind of mentality that's got into people to say things like that. 
aside from that, aside from the fact they don't know what socialism is, that's irrelevant. But just to come out with stuff like that, to think that if someone says to you, um, if you come here, you've got to show a passport for your vaccine, then calling it a socialist state. I mean, it's actually a right wing state if you're thinking like that. But they don't even get that argument. So that's how vulnerable people are to this to this download of constant streaming of anti-authority uh, thing, but not anti-authority in the way that it used to be. Anti-authority in a way to destabilize the status quo so that I think a right-wing regime can come into power that won't allow these kind of discussions. Okay, so let's just give a definition here. So I've just looked it up. Socialism, a political and economic theory of social organization which advocates that the means of production, distribution and exchange should be owned or regulated by the community as a whole. So that's brilliant, Jermaine. And do you seriously think San Francisco is running like that? There's, there's, there's more. Policy or practice based on the political and economic theory of socialism. Uh, so you have uh, synonyms, leftism, Fabianism, syndicalism, consumer socialism, utopian socialism, uh, radicalism. Okay, but okay, hold on, stop, because you're just saying words now. Because if I said to no, you, no, what no, is... These, 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 I'm not just saying words, I'm literally reading... No, but I'm saying to you, if you say to me I'm utopian website, socialism... Hold on a second, this is not me arguing this point. Oh, I see, sorry. ...from the website. Um, and then we have here in brackets, in Marxist theory, a transitional social state between the overthrow of capitalism and the mobilization mm-hmm. of communism. Right, that's the bit I wanted to get to, really. So do you seriously think that's where San Francisco is right now? People seem to think that. I, I really don't <laughs> know about the, the state of... I'm not sure what people think. What I'm saying to you is, do you think... Standpoint. No, well, I'm trying to say, from the definition that you've just read out to me, do you think that's where so that's where San Francisco is? Where, where it, I, I don't know. Okay. Honestly, I, I don't know. Right. Well, um, see, unless, unless we're going to interpret society, we're not going to get very far in the okay, discussion. Well, how would you... I could say, well, what, perhaps Boris is trying to help everyone. I don't know. I just don't know. What, what kind of state would you describe it as, then? No, you've just read to me what the criteria is to be socialist. I'm saying, do any of those things apply to San Francisco? Seriously. I don't know. I'm sure there may well be some aspects of of their political structure really? that might. That's well what you think about San Francisco, seriously. I'm sure, I'm sure that there was there were various aspects because you. I mean, okay, think about it this way: like the UK, uh, what what kind of state would you say that the UK is? Are you saying it's socialist because under Boris? What kind of state would you say that the UK is? I'm asking you a question. Do you mean as in political state? Yeah. Well, it's a, it's a capitalist state, clearly. Okay. Um, I mean, there's no elements of social uh, socialism within it. I mean, they can they can in- interpret a strand of socialism, but that doesn't make you socialist. Like I could interpret a strand of the Green Party. That doesn't make doesn't make me a gr- uh, an environmentalist. So, I mean, we, we've got to be careful about doing this because this is what the right do all the time. They just attribute one little element of it and think, well, there you go, that's socialism. It's not that we have to be careful. We we are actually having a, a discussion. Oh, yeah, sorry. sorry. Just between the mean, two of us. When I say we, I mean we as a society. Sorry, I don't mean you and I. What we what we what we are considering is the many different aspects to this argument. We're talking about ideological warfare. 
um, and the ways that it plays out. Right, so, fine, okay. You know, right. in these so there you go. There's your best example of that. What we see. There's, there's your best example. If you want an example, Jermaine, if you want an example of how it's played out, it's it's exactly like that. Calling San Francisco a socialist state. Now, I want to talk to you about because it reminded me of something. Are there aspects of San Francisco that could be seen as socialist? Well, it, it, look, anything can be seen as anything if right. you want to put it. <laughs> no, if you're going to put it But when people see things, they label it in a certain way. Right. They're only seeing if, it from a certain perspective, possibly. Jermaine, if people said to me, is Jermaine a supporter in any way of Boris Johnson? And I go, absolutely not. But they show me one strand that you said something that's similar to what he said. That doesn't make you... I mean, it's just crazy to go down that path. Because we can't have discussions if you're going to sort of distort things to the point that there's no reality left. Because then you're Alice in the Wonderland. Because, let me give you an example. Here's, here's the thing, right? Can I, can I give you an example? Let me just Jermaine, say, can I just give you one example for a second? Yeah, hold on, because I, I just need to clear this 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 point. With, with, when, we're, when we're putting forward these ideas, we're, yeah. we're not having an argument we're having a no. discussion right so we're yeah, talking yeah. about the ways that these things play out so i'm asking the question about san francisco could it be seen as no in no. some way no or form no now, do you but think yeah, america would I, allow I, like you're you asked me that question i don't oh, know about the state of san okay, francisco fine. that's why i i can't right. which is fine which is fine right. so let's leave that because you don't know there's no point discussing about stuff you don't know and that's fine but, so that, but that's, that's not. I'm asking you the question because you seem to have an idea about. No, I don't. I don't want to get involved with it. Happy to run with what you think about it. No, because because it's a, it's a pointless discussion. If people start saying right, say if someone said, for example, that Croydon is a socialist state, right? It's a pointless discussion because you can't. Like I can show you elements that Croydon does that may look something like a socialist state, but it's not a socialist. There's no way in Great Britain today Croydon could run as a socialist state. Let's not be silly about this. You know, you've got to take practical realities as well. I mean, we, you know, you could say anything you want. I could say, Jermaine, the way Jermaine argues on the podcast is very similar to Taylor Swift. And the people go, well, where? Give me an example. And he said, well, fly away. Do you remember that time he said fly away? It's like, that doesn't make you like Taylor Swift. It doesn't. It just means that you've got one minor thing in common. And that's the problem with these discussions. They don't have to justify or have any backing to it. That's why I like talking. And, and th this is the point that I'm kind of making here because it's it? these. It, this, 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 it's not. Well, I'm not arguing about the San Francisco thing. I'm talking about ideologically. Okay. When, when these authorities, when these institutions, when these these bodies, organizations, corporations, however you want to describe them, want to signify something, there's there's a way that they play on that idea. Oh, okay, fine. Right. So, for example, we had the um, the thing with the the French flag. They they changed it to a dark yeah, yeah. thing in reference to the revolution. And the, and many people looked at that as a slight to the EU, and I I initially thought that before I actually read up on it, and it basically confirmed what I already thought, and so now I'm thinking, okay, what what is this? Because I know that France is already a, a being ran by a seemingly right wing um, president or prime minister, and um, so. What, what really does that mean? Where are yeah. they going? What does that signify? Like, exactly. Where are they going from this now? Like, I'm, I'm just asking the question. Okay, but I mean, I, I, you're making a long-winded thing about something that, to me, you're going about it slightly the wrong way. 
And, and I'll explain, if, I may ask, if you let me say something, I will explain to you why. Go ahead. So, what is similar to this discussion where what we've got is, in my, this is my opinion, I'm, I'm, my argument about ideological warfare is that there is a, a right-wing coup going on, mainly through the internet, uh, where mu- lots of money's been thrown at, algorithms and robots and everyone arguing against anything liberal or, or left-wing, which is fine. I get that that's happening, and I get that most people aren't open eyes enough to understand what's going on, because they're quoting the arguments these people are giving them. It's not even, like, they don't even know what socialism is, and they're throwing it at someone for no apparent reason, because, let's say, for example, it doesn't let 18-year-olds go in for a drink or something. So it becomes like a, a, a calling card whenever you get frustrated about anything. Oh, look at the roads. Oh, that's a socialist government. I mean, it's just kind of craziness. Um, but what it reminds me of, and this is where the ideological side comes in, and this is where we can't forget ideology because ultimately you have to come back to it eventually. And when these people take over, you'll understand why I'm saying this, because they will take over because people are so susceptible to think they can play both ways with yourself. It doesn't work. This is These are people that are not interested in democracy, but they're pretending they're very, very democratic. And so we fall for it all the time. Which is fine. I'm not going to get into that. I'm leaving that, you know, maybe we have, to, you know, there's an expression, if you don't learn from history, you're doomed to repeat it. And maybe we need to do that because we're reaching a time when people aren't clever enough to understand that properly. I don't mean that disrespectfully. I just mean that they're not learning the way they should have done. You know, I do not believe that in the time of, say, the 70s and the 80s, people like Martin Luther King would have fallen for this nonsense. And I think people today are falling for it, which is great. And that's lovely and all super duper. But I, I remember a time when the biggest party in Germany was the Social Democratic Party. And they started calling the left, the Spartacists, fascists. So that when Hitler came about, using the term at him had a far less importance about it because it had been overused and misused. And that's the time we're living in now. People can throw anything at anyone so that when something serious does come on, you won't have the armory to fight it because you've thrown it at everyone who's a, oh, you're a fascist or you're a socialist. You've thrown it at everyone left, right and centre because you couldn't buy a packet of cigarettes that day. And I don't mean individually, I'm talking about collectively. Because it's, if individuals, that's fine. You're always going to find strange individuals do strange sense they think, which is fine. And if but, I could just, can I just jump in here? Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so I've just looked up the word fascist. Um, an advocate or follower of the political philosophy or system of fascism, which is very helpful. Um, oh, sorry, I'm trying not to laugh. Sorry, that's brilliant. Thanks. Right. Now it's clear at last, anyway. Uh, a system of government led by a dictator who typically rules by forcefully and often violently suppressing opposition and criticism, controlling all industry and commerce and promoting nationalism and often racism. Right, now, so already we're hitting a clear thing here. Both under socialism and under fascism, there's talk of controlling industry, which no one is doing. The industry is still in the hands of the state. So, so all of this stuff about you're a fascist or you're a... It's, how can it be if, if industry is in the hands of capitalism? That makes no sense. What we do, what well, was happening... Ideologically... No, you can't, it doesn't work. You can't have an ideological... Right. Ultimately, you cannot have... Right. I could say to you, you're living in utopia right now. Because ideologically, there's a lot of beautiful things happening in your world. 
There's a difference between ideas and practical realities. And we cannot ignore practical realities just because ideas get thrown around everywhere. And I think that the, I think what it is, is identifying those nuances. Like, okay, this is brilliant now, because now we kind of go into this sort of CRT, critical race theory. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Divide um, and, and topic, really. Um, different people have different things that they they think about you know what it is how it exists and and what it's for and is it useful is it beneficial Um, ultimately it's studying history and really identifying the reality of of what history is what happened yeah Um, yeah and and what it does is it it kind of embarrasses those that (laughs) you know who are in power because again we've lived for some time at least for my life through the same uh on the same basis so you know we can go back to the age of enlightenment or the age of reason as it's alternatively known as and look at who were the people that founded the institutions and the the philosophies and the ways of thinking behind everything that that was set up and built upon through the industrial revolution why do we have this school system working the way that it does and this is all over the world why do we have um examples of systems that are in the uk in other countries around the world why are why do they have the same kind of structure that we have here like exploring that you'll find oh we're talking about colonialism we're talking Mm -hmm, about mm -hmm. all of the ideas that they supplanted into these other nations that keep them unstable um and destabilizing them and, and annexing um our toxic waste you know into these other countries um and there's still stuff going on here so there's like you've got okay you've got the vaccine argument whether you're anti or pro and and we're even even the other week discovering that for me it was really recognizing that you might be pro vaccine but you might not be as pro vaccine as someone else or you might be anti-vaccine but you might not be as anti-vaccine as someone else right but we're just applying labels general generic labels that really don't describe the true content and and the quality of of the 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 character of what they think what their ideology is i was speaking in a in a room on clubhouse yesterday and um I mentioned that I'd done a couple of these, you know, these little quizzes, these psychometric tests that oh, yeah, test yeah, out, yeah. you know, like what, what, um, what type of, you know, where do you sit in the political framework? So I told them that I am a left-leaning libertarian. Um, <laughs> so, and I recognise that I might come across as left-leaning, but I'm not as left as say you might be or say someone else might be Um, but then I might I could then be seen as potentially right wing because I'm not as far over on the left as someone who describes or you know would identify as being on the left Um, and this is how that (laughs) this is how it kind of breaks down because unless we can like 
actually identify where somebody sits on the spectrum, then <laughs> it's just words. People aren't really understanding what's being um, spoken about. When we when we speak, we're speaking with a, a fullness of and describing the actual quality of of what that ideology consists of. It's not just that I'm like I I believe that and I might be quite controversial in even saying this, but I believe that capitalism, if we were to strip it down to its essence, could be a good thing. And I think that it could be a good thing if there's benefits for other people that, you know, that money, that that tax or whatever it is that you work it out as, um, it needs to have some sort of comeback and benefit for the community. So I guess things like your corporate and social responsibility are a good idea. Whether they they work or not is is questionable, but at the same time, I think that things like that is, is, you know, really useful. Um, Things like during the Black Lives Matter protests, um, we had uh, the people coming down to uh, protect the statues, right? Protecting statues and <laughs> like racism, like they are not the same thing. <laughs> they are truly, truly not the same thing. Um, so like, you know, it's, it's, and again, it's like what they see when they look at the statues is their 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 patriotism their nationalism their sense yeah. of this is what england is about you know yeah absolutely um, and this is this is and i say england but it could be anywhere in the world correct the, everyone's got their own nationalism internationally um and i just feel like there's a real lack of understanding like who I am as, as a person because I you know even though I did that psychometric test it doesn't necessarily mean that that's where I sit all the time I might be on the right with certain things I might be seen as a so you shown that as, in you know, space. To, for example in the relationship with my son he might see me as a bit of a fascist because yeah, yeah. because I want well, but, but you've shown it right? in the right? in the past four minutes that what you've just argued you've gone yeah. in a complete circle and lost the thread of what you were saying so that would back up exactly what you're saying so you started off talking about critical race theory now what's very interesting for me is as soon as that got raised was when we started getting this anti-vaccine civil rights thing as an alternative to shut down the idea that history could be challenged. Mm-hmm. Because, because the agenda changed. You could no longer have those discussions. As soon as you start having them, oh, this is the left, this is this is looneyism. You can't be talking about changing history, la, la, la. Right, and so, just, sorry, just, well, hold on, let me, because I'll let you finish. On, let, me, let me just say what I'm saying, because this is crucially important, because if you don't tag yourself to even proper anarchistic libertarian arguments you're going to get find yourself dancing all over the place basically right. and and this is what i'm trying to say to you is that go on yeah go on, go on. but this is what i'm trying to say to you is that, that you're saying that people don't know and in a sense you're exhibiting the same thing yourself because you're jumping in and out of everything which is fine that's your one and i'm not i've no problem with that at all i love having discussions with you like that but we are doomed to repeat history if we don't understand teachings and thinking. Like, take the, the work. I've spent a lot of time reading Martin Luther King and Malcolm X. Most people I talk to have not. And I can see that in the discussions they're having. So even when they quote them, they totally misquote them or they take them out of context. And, and the thing is, if you don't understand these legacies, then you have to learn them from scratch. Mm-hmm. 
because because what will happen is one day hopefully not in my lifetime unfortunately maybe in yours or your son's lifetime we will be taken over by the far right because they are far cleverer with how they're using technology and money and like Ooh. i said before i asked you a question i asked you a question in the beginning and you haven't answered it i asked you to give me the names of the people that are pushing this uh liberty around civil uh, civil rights around that anti-vaccine thing you know that it's coming from it's clearly coming from russia china and a few of the right-wing organizations in america who have put huge amounts of money into it and yet we can't name one person and and there's my problem we're being set up to play a game here where we don't even know who the like if i'm playing a game of arsenal versus man united i know who the captains and the managers are of both teams i don't know who the people are on the other team of this they're they're as secretive to me as as uh the uh, uh what's the, what they called the uh, masons you know who the masonic lodges were i don't know who these people are but clearly there's a movement there was money invested lots of around the american election a lots around the british election but there's also lots of money for perpetuating what i would call anti-scientific arguments on online huge amounts of money to, to cloudy the water i think clouding the water is the key thing and what what the beauty of clouding the water is even someone with your political um what's the word i'm looking for sense you know you've got a sort of smell you can smell politics if you like do you know what i mean like you can smell out a rat even someone with like you at times fall for this because they're that clever in how they present it they present it as being rebellious and it's not rebellious it's actually very calculated and very organized and so that's why people will say oh look uh, san francisco is like a socialist state i mean someone needs to go somewhere there, I, think that, that, I, I don't know it, from what you're describing it sounds like it might just be a simple case of ignorance like like you see like myself saying that san francisco right but where does that ignorance come from i, I don't know so 10 years ago that ignorance wasn't coming out by using the, the labels that it's using that's the point i'm making so even today black lives matter gets drawn into so many arguments it's not related to because of that ignorance because people are flagging these things up if you keep flag if i flag up every day to you a uh, luton town eventually you're going to mention luton town in arguments just because i keep saying it every day it stays in your head and this is what's happening with this argument because there's no there's never any basis for where this has come from like if i said for example if i was on the far right and i said um um i don't know, think of someone um uh what's the guy's name who Hitler. went to no, no, tell modern day, like uh, Trump's, Trump's, uh, Wait, Steve. Was Hitler supposed to have been socialist? No, he called himself socialist to win over the socialist argument. This is what I'm saying about learning history. Uh, right, okay. <laughs> exactly what I'm saying. So what I'm saying to you is, if you look today at uh, Trump's best mate, Steve, what was his name? Gammon or something? I can't remember his name. It's the guy that went, was taken to court recently. Steve, someone. Anyway, if, we, if I said to you, oh, he's a huge socialist, without any basis for saying that then i'm on very dodgy grounds because I, because if i don't have to justify what i'm saying i can say literally anything i could say to you that uh, mother Teresa was in charge of children smuggling rings mm. right because i don't have to prove anything and mud sticks there's no smoke without fire remember that expression it happens all the time i've seen it in so many examples lately where all you have to do is mention someone's name about that and suddenly it becomes that's what they're like now so if you want to get wait, wait, wait. if you want to get critical race theory included in the education system the first thing you've got to do is fight back against this right-wing idea that you can't even discuss these things anymore that it's counterproductive to even have discussions about them that's the first thing you have to do and at the moment we're not 
counter. Some people fall into that camp even. They go, oh, yeah, I like the way this is going. This is interesting discussions about libertarianism. It's not real libertarianism. It's not. What's it's, libertarianism in your words? Well, I'm talking about the freedom to 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 have uh, whatever viewpoints you want, uh, to put your personal slant on how you want things to roll. Okay, so libertarianism here, like from the dictionary description, a political philosophy that advocates only minimal state intervention in the free market and the private lives of citizens. Yeah, isn't that synonyms, what more Synonyms, independence, self-direction, self-reliance, free yeah. thinking, originality. Uh, right, but you can only have that, Jermaine, if you have a state that doesn't impose on you. And this is the problem, right, with that ideology. It yes. will consistently be in opposition, so therefore it has a constant case, right? It will always exist. Yeah, it will always be right, absolutely, because it never has to stand up and do anything. Absolutely right. I mean, for example, if I said all human beings are horrible, I can say that for the rest of my life, and I'll never be wrong. Wait. Okay, so it's, when you say that it doesn't stand up and do anything, what, what did you mean? Well, it, it never has to form a, any form of, of organised system, society. Okay, it so... Sits on the, it sits on the outside so, going, look, this okay. is terrible. Our, our, well, our rights let, have been taken away. Me, okay, let me just describe this. It says, a political philosophy that advocates only minimal state intervention. Yes, I know. It's, a, it's basically a form of anarchy, which... It which promotes, it advocates for minimal. So it would, it would, if the government were to, for example, I guess... Maybe an example of libertarianism would be the whole ID thing. Libertarianism would be one no. of the ideologies that would be against that. Right, you're reading a dictionary definition. I think I honestly, earnestly ask you to this read is a what it means. No, but I I, I understand when, that. When we, when we hold on, when we when we take on personal meanings for things, then we end up creating confusion. Let's go back to what it actually means. Right. Okay. And I'm, no, but you're you're telling me to wait, but you're doing the exact opposite because you're not taking on the meaning. You're taking on the dictionary meaning. I'm saying read libertarian philosophy philosophical arguments okay. don't just say it like that because okay. the dictionary is not going to tell you what real libertarianism means i remember the people that used to advocate for libertarianism and 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 uh, you know people like Proudhon, french great french philosophers that you're not even and quoting. they weren't politically in the same like area they're not they're not they're on the same they're in the same what? area but they're not the same i don't know what you mean by that they're coming at it from different angles they're not well, their argument, they're they're arguments. They're arguments. Like, templates okay. of one another. They sorry, offshoots. sorry. You see, this is where this is where it falls down, and, and I do really right, think because you then have different types of libertarianism. I understand that. Types of left. I understand that, but but, but libertarianism. This is, this is what I'm highlighting as part no. of the problem, and and this no, is see, I, th I think the problem is. In, hold on, Mark. Just allow me to speak. This is what I'm saying is a part of the problem because ideology. You can't just simply be one ideology. Like, it doesn't make sense because the world is not built around one ideology. It's built around a whole, like, kaleidoscope of ideologies. Within the UK, we have elements of socialism. Within the UK, we have elements of capitalism. We have elements of anarchy. We have elements of libertarianism. Like, it exists around us all the time. But what we're trying to figure out is a way that works like on a on a human rights level even 
I think, on, on the very basis of it, that we can okay, I think, I think what you can advocate. Right, I've let you speak. Can you let me speak back against you? Because what is a problem? Just... Because it's consistently against okay. what's taking place right now. This is why. No, can I just see already the way you frame the argument is wrong, and it, and because it's wrong, you're starting off in the wrong place. I don't the, think that you can say that my argument, the way oh. I'm framing the argument, is wrong. But please share your your perspective. Right. Okay. When I when I say that, what I mean is. The argument of libertarianism and anarchy came out of the argument against societies that we were living in. It was never meant to function under capitalism, which you seem to want to make it happen under that. The fact that you can suggest that, for example, in Britain today, we've got socialism and anarchism as a form of government is, is ludicrous. It's just not okay. what we have. What, what, uh, ah, right. Okay. See, now, now, as you've explained that, I'm just seeing where the problem is. You're saying that it's as a form of government. I'm talking about it on a, on a, on like all of us, all the people, all right. the population in the country. There are fragments of different. Yeah, we're, but we're not talking about the country. For example, not, we saw it with Brexit. Yeah, 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 hundred percent. How fragmented the, yeah. the, the, the nation was. Right. I said to you that we're not going to get a full understanding of this until we understand the, where the ideological basis of these things came from. And they came from overthrowing the state. No libertarian in the 19th century thought we'd work with capitalism to help all these things come about. No way. I mean, it was, it was, that's why I'm almost assuming people know this and they don't. And that's my problem. Because but my this, problem is, this is what's interesting because this so, says here that it advocates only minimal state intervention in the free market. Once you've got rid of capitalism. See, if the dictionary is not going to tell you that part of it, is it? Let's be honest. There's no way any dictionary is going to say to you. There's, all right, I, 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 you know, I would suggest, I would respectfully res suggest you read the great libertarian thinkers and tell, show me ones that say capitalism is okay. Just show me one. Because the, the whole point is it's, you're creating societies that are different to the ones we have now, not, not, not not grafting onto the ones we have now which is a big difference is Huge capitalism difference. the free market though are they the same thing uh, well i think in a lot of libertarian thinking we do away with the free market as in you don't see capitalism's answer to the free market was a system called laissez-faire and it came out of libertarianism but it wasn't libertarianism if you know what i mean so what that meant was the state don't get involved with uh you know industry and things like that let's it it lets the market decide for itself. Now that's what Thatcher tried to do, but even she couldn't do that. She had to. She had to eventually. She had to eventually um, stop the miners politically. She couldn't just allow the market to take its shape. She physically had to send out the the agents of the state to break down the mining industry. So and you wasn't, know, and wasn't uh, wasn't Thatcher a neoliberal? Yes, exactly. Which is right. which is laissez-faire, which is allow the free market to exist. Yes, exactly. But she had to break that down. In the end, the state took more and more control. It didn't allow the market to decide. This is brilliant. Yeah. So what you just said there is is great. Um, because but, but, neo what I mean, neoliberal is favouring policies that promote free market capitalism, yeah, yeah, yeah. regulation and reduction yeah. in government spending. That's a neoliberal, but that's oh, not a libertarian. In government spending, oh wow. Yes, yeah, 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 absolutely. Why should that, they spend? That's, that's the nuance there. That's how we ended up with private industries in this country. Mm. Because of that argument. But what I'm saying to you, a libertarian doesn't think that. A, a neoliberal thinks that, absolutely, but not a libertarian. And there are two different things. Right. A, liber a libertarian believes that you have to create the best society for humanity. You know, like the discussions we were having in that room the other day with um, uh, the, about the uh, 
COP, COP26 thing. Remember that discussion we were having? And people were arguing, we need to create a completely different world now, you know, get rid of the island. That's the kind of libertarian argument, really. We, those things aren't there to help us. And you know what? And I think that there's, there's something about being able to provide a conversation that gives space for that. And I think that that's necessary because we need to... There's Okay, so as you brought up COP26, there's a sense of urgency that's being created behind climate change. And yeah, yeah, yeah. The emphasis is on, you know, we need to do it now. Uh, the sea levels are rising, the ice caps are melting, like all of that kind of stuff, right? Um, <clears throat> so we need those types of people bringing that argument to the forefront. Then we can go to another group of people and say, okay, what is happening for you there as a I don't know because they they would be abolitionists right so then we might go to anarchists or we might go to another another group on the left or even on the right right but anarchists where are the parallels this is what can I I just say this I'm always looking to do to see where the parallels okay fine but I I just want to say this to you anarchists and socialists or, or whatever you want to call them would advocate the bringing down of capitalism first because it, you can't, you can't. If you're having a society that's based on getting profit, you cannot possibly create the kind of society that that we're all talking about. You know, so we had a discussion in that room about how kids are being sent down the mines to get cobalt to do the very thing to stop the climate getting worse, but capitalism still sends kids down the mines. Now, under socialism and under anarchism, you don't do that. And and it's the fact it's the pursuit of pro- like I said to you a long time ago. If you do away with money, we have a completely different discussion today. But because you're still perpetuating this society that has money, all you're going to do is be part of a system that that already is already stacked against you. That's and all I'm, you're going to do. I'm hoping that what what you've not taken from what I said was that I'm promoting the idea. No, 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 no. I haven't taken that. No, no, no. I'm just saying to you that the argument. Of, of that some libertarians could exist within capitalism when libertarianism was a movement it was never an option it is today because because we've done away with history and I, I, I'm going to say this to you and it's, and it's kind of for me it's hurtful because of where we are compared to where we were in the 60s and the 70s even people like Malcolm X would have understood libertarianism Today, people don't even understand the most fundamental political uh, philosophies. They don't get it. So if you talk to them about the difference between communism and socialism, not a clue. Well, San Francisco socialist, so I guess uh, it must mean LA is communism. They haven't got a clue. You know, they haven't learned their history. And it says time and time again, if you don't learn your history, you're doomed to repeat it. And I just wanted to bring this in. Um, anarchist the theory or doctrine that all forms of government are oppressive and desirable and should be abolished correct and it's funny because they use the term abolished and that links in with the abolitionist so they would kind of sort of there would be an overlap somewhere Um, what Marx what Marx is about anarchism I'm just going to I'm just going to read I'm just trying to help you to explain a little bit better Um, right. Active resistance and terrorism against the state, as used yep. by some anarchists. Yep. Yep. Uh, three, rejection of all forms of coercive control and authority. Correct. And gave, give an example here. He was inclined to anarchism. He hated system and organization and uniformity. 
yeah. Bertrand Russell. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, Bertrand Russell wasn't he wasn't the greatest advocate of anarchism, but fine. It doesn't matter because he it's still it's still correct what he's saying. But you see, what what the fundamental thing you've, you're reading there is you've got to do away with the state. And, and what Marx understood was the first change you have to make is from capitalism to socialism and then communism and then anarchism. These are all stages of human development. So he actually believed that there was almost like a stepladder where you go up. So from capitalism, you become socialism. All right, so to break it down very simply, under capitalism, the few control the wealth of many. So they, you know, sort of let's say 7% own 80% of the world's wealth. Under socialism, you turn it the other way around. So you you have 80% own uh, all of the wealth and 20%, those 20% that were in charge, conform or, or, or do their own thing and then you get to communism where you then control all the means of production so you can create a society you want without money and you can actually create the, the, the way society should be and eventually you won't need leadership because if that society works we can rely on people to just share and be human with each other so the ultimate goal is to reach anarchism where we don't need government and what i'm saying to, to you today is that both the governments we have and the right wing are insistent we do need government. That's the whole point of this agenda, this ideological warfare that's going on today. They want to prove to you how much we need government. But but the um, the, the far right will say it's the wrong type of government, this liberal kind of uh, middle of the road government you got now. You actually need a control, you know, government that stops all the unwanted sections of society that we don't want. I mean, it's very similar to Hitler, except that it's not spoken in words. But the actual sort of targets of what they consider as inappropriate are, this, are very similar targets. Gays, transsexuals, gypsies, Jews, blacks. I mean, it's fair, fairly similar to Hitler, really. Mm. But they won't spell it out because spelling it out would mean they'd lose their, their supporters. If they keep it up in the air, like you don't know where this is going, that's all fine. So, look, Trump is your saviour. Don't worry, don't ask the question of where this is going. Just believe he's your saviour. I guess that, and, that kind of... Plays in the and, and ten years ago, they couldn't. Have, they, and, and, ten years ago, they couldn't have supported him, Jermaine. Yeah, yeah, and, and I they, think they created him. Kind of really interesting is almost. You could almost say that Obama had a cult or has a cult. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You could yeah. absolutely. It's, it's the same kind. But of it wasn't as powerful kind, a cult. Yeah, but it would be presented under a different term. They would yes. be fans or something, you know, which is. But the biggest thing about uh, it is, but, it uh, wouldn't have been an international cult. That's the big difference. It well, wouldn't have been Ob an international. Obama cult. wasn't international. No, no, it wasn't an international cult. He wasn't getting funded from all over the world. No, he wasn't. He might have had supporters. And that's fine. Nothing wrong with yes, that. that. That's that's yeah. It's not the same thing as being funded. Hugely different. Hugely. But but at the end of the day, he was the president of the United States, so he will have been receiving some funding in his campaign. Yeah. Um, from various lobbying groups, I would imagine. Um, regardless of him being a Democrat remember that they're still on the right technically of the spirit. yeah yeah i know but i'm just saying it's not but the same it's not the same coming coming back to back to this anarchist thing the one thing that you didn't actually mention, but i need a bit of clarity on this thing cool. actually this is <laughs> active resistance and terrorism against the state as right as okay i knew you were going to come back to that because this this is this is how this term can be misconstrued please explain that that 
put it into no, it, it, proper context. It's not misconstrued. Okay, what what Lemming called it was he called it infantile disorder. And what he meant by that is anarchists don't have the patience to wait. Uh, remember the discussion we had in the room the other day when that, I can't remember his name. That boy, that guy was just. Um, Oh, we need to act now. You know, he's got no, he's got no patience. He can't wait for the end of the week for this thing to change. It has to happen now. Yes? No? Uh, do you remember that? Um, I'm not the, sure. the climate, the climate discussion. Right. Yeah. This guy was like, we have to bring down the IMF immediately. Anyone who argues against it, I can't even talk to you. Don't you remember that guy? Yes. Yes. Okay. So, do, do you not agree that the IMF, IMF ought to be? Yeah, of course I do. Of course I do. What well, I'm talking. Undone. Yeah, of course I do. I'm saying it's his impatience that's the issue. Not like I've had to watch the IMF for 30, 40 years. I'm more frustrated than he is. But he's got, like, I want it done by the end of the week mentality. Right? And that's what Mark, well, that's what Lenin said about anarchists that they, they can't wait to organise the workers to, in a way that they, they bring down the state and create the, the proper society. They want it done now. So what they do is they do acts of terrorism. Now, if you look historically, again, anarchists were the ones doing acts of terrorism, not in the same way that you see terrorism today, but more to do with, for example, if they hated um, industry and let's say they hated Coca-Cola, they blah, blah, Coca-Cola, blah. So can anarchists be on the left or right? No, the anarchists are left, and there's nothing right about anarchists. You can't have a right-wing anarchist because the right needs the state. That's the whole point of the right. They want more authority, not less. That's the thing you have to start off with. Who wants, you know, extra police, extra soldiers? That would be the right. Yeah. Who wants no soldiers, no police, and society to run with the ideas of the individual? That would be the left. And anarchists are the extreme form of the left. They, he, Lenin called them right. yep. infantile disorder and left wing. They call, he called it left wing communism. Brilliant. What what you just said there is is fantastic because you just said the an anarchist would be an extreme form of the left. Yes, absolutely. So, yeah, yeah. Uh, listen, listen to what I say. Okay, so the IRA were, were they left or right? No, but they were nationalists. It's different. Because okay. so their argument was only about a nation state. Left. So where would a nationalist sit on the left or right? Well, they would be more left than right. But they, but with nationalism, their only concern is the nation state. And nationalists would be more left than right. Well, usually, yeah. But but I'm talking about. Sorry, no, 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 no. Not in. A, well, not when it's established, but when it's the opposite. When it's like in exile. So, for example, until you have a free island. The Irish nationalists will always be on the left, but when they become the nation state, they'll be on the right. Uh, right. Okay. And this, this. But can this I just say this to you? Let me just say this to you. Hold on. We're going to just say one more thing, which you'll find even more brilliant. Communism and anarchism don't believe in the nation state, so nationalism doesn't play a part in that discussion, really, because we don't want borders and we don't want money, so those things just disappear. That's why when you ask me about the IRA, it's irrelevant, really, because that's just... So you're calling it Ireland. Imagine we call it pork chops. Their nationalism goes out the window, then, doesn't it? Because it's... But, it's this, not but your response was brilliant, because what you what you did was say that they would have seemed like they were on the right at one point, and then they would have been... Once uh, the separation would have occurred, 
they would have been like on the left. Yes. Right. Yes. Yes. Absolutely right. And and that's interesting because it's highlighting how they can be perceived depending on the context. And but to understand understand fully this discussion. If you really want to understand it, you have to listen to what Lenin said, because Lenin was a hugely intellectual communist. For him to call anarchists left-wing communists... Oh, absolutely, <laughs> he did. Not so much today, because the problem is that history has been stopped. I told you this before. In the same way that, you know, I would have thought huge amounts of people growing up around the world would believe in Martin Luther King. Well, history has been stopped. It's been cancelled. People talk about cancel culture. The biggest cancelling is learning history. Your generation, no, no disrespect, but your generation was not taught history. And here's the thing. This this is what, I guess, my generation is, is kind of doing right now. It's not personal. Like, Sorry, I'm not making it like personal. No, like I'm saying, yeah, I'm saying it's, it's like my generation. Um, it's, it's this whole drive with CRT, which is about rediscovering or... Yes, yeah, yeah. Yeah, rediscovering, really. Um, yes, yes. The, the yeah. relevant articles and, and, and of, of history. Um, something that I have also been... Uh, had brought to my attention is this thing called um, contested archives, where there's a vault of potentially very embarrassing um, information, articles, artifacts, all of that kind of thing stored in these libraries and museums around the world. Um, I'm not sure what whether they would have the same name, contested uh, archives across the world, but certainly here in the UK, that exists. And these are very influential um things that, that are stored there that could very well undermine everything about our existence right now in terms of yeah. politically yeah. government just structures and institutions yeah, but, that's fine, but, but, just but here's the problem it here's the problem of like really to Europe that we really need Germany yeah. is a very good example of that because what they do is they teach their history no, but what, but what Germany did under Hitler of of of, uh, of the Nazi Party and Hitler and all of the right, but what what they did under what they did under Hitler and what they and what the and ISIS did when they were in control is they destroyed the history so that they, you start with a fresh history. That's what they did. Now now Germany's trying to recapture the history. That's fine. But my problem is if if you discovered that, let's say you had a box and you discovered it and it had all those things in it, it doesn't make any difference if you haven't got an ideology. Like, I would happily give it to Martin Luther King, or I'd happily give it to Lenin, because they know what to do with it. If I give it to people now, they're like, oh, look at this, and then tell me it's like, they haven't got a clue what to do with it. Because you haven't got an ideology. What's your, what's your structure? What's your basis? What's your, what are you working towards next? I'm trying to explain to you the difference between communism and anarchism. You're going on about some some findings that would make humanity rocking its boots, but so what if it did? You don't think they can manipulate that? They've manipulated... Black nationalism, they've manipulated communism, they've manipulated anarchism, they've manipulated any form of rebellion, they've uh, peaceful. Look, we have people in this country being peaceful and they're being put into prison. Now, okay, so what what you're saying, like we are, we, I'm sure many people, I myself, I'm aware of, of that. I understand that, I appreciate that. Okay. Um, but what I'm saying is that when you, when we're coming with arguments, when we're entering into debates, when we're looking to prove something, we need to be able to show factual facts. 
right? So, for example, the contested archives contains a whole store of facts, yeah. journals, notes, yeah, 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 documents, yeah. right? That would very clearly show, and it would be undeniable, the impacts of, of um, coloniality. And yeah, yeah, absolutely, and absolutely. The, found, the very foundation of... Um, our the way that we live today is based on the ideas of the enlightenment period now yes. their what were their ideologies their ideologies were about <sighs> strands of that there was there was darwin there was francis goldston there was uh Kuhn, um Kant, I think, was one of them. Um, and then what I've, I've done after discovering some of these people and, and reading up on some of their ideas, um, I've then read an article about um, an African um, man from Ethiopia, Yakub, or Jacob, um, who was one of the philosophers of Africa. And the uh, here it says, yeah, the highest ideals of luck Hume and Kant were first proposed more than a century earlier by an Ethiopian, and it's saying here in a cave. Um, but it's it's what what we've seen is the positioning of certain people from certain groups who are the elites, I guess, and and they set themselves up on on the elite platform. Um, and then therefore have infused their thoughts, their philosophies into society so that now when when we look around, we see the results of this. They were the uh, that early sign. So for example, if, you know, with uh, France changing the, the, the color on their flag or whatever it is, or whatever example you want to use, Right when when there's a change of the guards, there's something that signifies that, and then there's something that under underlines everything that happens afterwards. And then what we do is we complain about the things later on, when really we saw it the first time. We just didn't it didn't register. For example, um, ideologies around. Um, and I'll just briefly touch on this, the R. Kelly situation, right? Years back when I was a teenager, I remember seeing these videos and, and hearing about R. Kelly and what he was up to with these young women, young girls, I should say. Um, so years later, now we're seeing what was actually going on. It's come back now and there's a complete, uh, you know, we're, we're in uproar about this. And quite rightly so. Um, and again, this shows where the the Overton window, I guess, of society and how it shifted over time. What what is it that we're focusing on? It changes, and certain things get dropped out. Certain things are on the peripherals. Um, certain things are focused on. So, really, the ideolo- ideological warfare. The, the topic of, of today's podcast was really just about exploration. It's not about trying to find where does it show up? Where does it show up? Like, how does it how does it keep us in a divide? And what's brilliant is that although you and I 
have differences in in certain things on on how we see things we have something we have something called that overlap which is that we're about humanity we're about all of us collectively pushing forward right um being able to provide a stable base for for everybody all over the planet like there shouldn't be anybody on this planet living in poverty the whole population of the planet could fit in alaska Please Correct. tell me why the fuck there's like uh, one out of every th- three people on the planet um, in some form of slavery. Well, capitalism, obviously. I mean, you, you won't have it. You keep dancing around the issue, but years ago, look. We're not dancing around the issue. No, but, We're talking okay. about it. Sorry, right? I think you're probably right, Let's get clear I, I do apologize. Sorry. I'm just trying to, because I'm getting impatient because we're going around in circles and missing the point a little bit. Because. What did, if I ask you, what did Martin Luther King, Malcolm X, Lenin, Trotsky, and all anarchists have in common? What would your answer be? What would they have in common? Yes. What, well, they one were thing against, would they, they were have against in... the state? Be more specific. They were against their state. They weren't just against the state, because the state doesn't stop at the end of your country. Right. That's the state. The state is a nation state. They weren't just about against the state, the nation. They were against something more than that. That's the point I'm trying to make to you. And if we if we get if we get bogged down in, in individual stories, we're going to get a circular argument that doesn't go very far. And what are they against? They were against just inter- international capitalism. Okay. Brilliant. So, so if we're not against it, we, we, we're carrying on the system. Nothing changes. And what we've lost... But here's the thing. We talk about it. We, we talk, we speak the word capitalism. We've spoken it during yes. this episode. Yes, yes. Right? We've spoken, we, we're speaking about ideolo- ideology. It's not Correct. just capitalism. It's every way that it, that it exists. Yeah, and but it what... comes back to this point of capitalism yes but you keep reading it from the dictionary and you keep missing the, the very definition of what it's it about really is. having an understanding right when we it's don't a... understand words that right. we use right. then right so for example yeah you're when, right you're right when you're i right. spoke about socialism and you mentioned san francisco <laughs> not me someone said it to me the other day. of san francisco from from what i'm getting from you it socialism wouldn't fit it wouldn't be it wouldn't be anything close it wouldn't even be it wouldn't even be a fingerprint Right, so that's that's fine. But what I'm saying is, people that might not know would hear that, and then they make sense of why it doesn't. Okay, fit. fine. But I want to say one thing because because I, I don't want to. I, I, I guess I'm I'm kind of trying to make this a little bit of an educational. All right, but I, I want to make this very clear to people because because what we seem to think is we can just change things like okay, we'll have the Liberal Party in tomorrow. Capitalism controls production across the planet, not across individual states. That just in, that's just done to separate people. So, oh, you're Brazilian, oh, you're English. So it separates people, like in football. Yeah, but but actually, capitalism is, is done across. Is, is that capitalism, or is that capitalism to the extreme? No, capitalism is, is there is, something? Does, is is are there fragments of capitalism, or is capitalism the overall umbrella? Uh, it's the overall umbrella because it controls everything around the world. So, so what you do is you have a world system that makes profit that enriches seven percent of the population of the world, and it, it perpetuates that. So that nothing must break that down. So what they've achieved is they've taught us to break away from history, because the things you're talking about people knew about, but about 
it's almost 100 years ago now, it stopped being understood by people. The, 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 the messages stopped getting passed on. So it's almost like you've got to start from fresh again. And I'm not sure if I did this earlier on um, in the recording, but capitalism, the yep. economic and political system in which a country's trade and industry are controlled right. by private owners for profit rather than by the state. Right. We now live in a time where it's not countries. These are uh, poly... Um, what do you call them? You know, these are huge industries across the world. Like, say, for example, Coca-Cola is not a country. It's an international uh, company. So when we say capitalism, we talk about a world thing now, not an individual thing like a country, but a world thing. And that's why they are able to operate better than we can, because we get stuck in nationalistic arguments. They're playing a world game. You know, they have the control of the, all the world's oil, electric, coal, um, water, everything. They charge you for water. And you're wondering why they're able to do that, because it's not a nationalistic thing. It doesn't just stop at the border of Great Britain. And these people can, like, I'll give you one example. During the Cold War, and it was a hugely political time, Coca-Cola and McDonald's were still able to go into Russia when America couldn't. You have to understand the power of these companies. And they work on an international level because the one thing they don't want is international cooperation against them. They don't want, everywhere around the world, people saying, stop this, let's just have a world where we help everyone. The very thing that you were talking about, why we could fit everyone in the world and we could feed everyone and we could clothe everyone. They don't want that because that where's your profit margin there? In Europe, I think it was in the 80s, we, 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 we had piles of butter that we let go to waste rather than give to poor people. You know, this is about profit. You, if you lose sight of that, you lose sight of what capitalism is about because it, it has one generation. Its generating factor is money and profit. And all the people that you talk about as influence today simply wouldn't get on the bandwagon. Whereas in the, in the times of Martin Luther King, in the times of Lenin, in the times of anarchists, it was completely opposite. They didn't want to be part of it. They wanted a different system. See, now this is, this is what I find really interesting about this because I'm, I'm just reading on a little bit further on an economic system in which investing in and ownership of the means of production distribution Correct. and exchange of wealth is made and maintained chiefly by private individuals or corporations especially as contrasted to cooperatively Correct. they owned means of wealth now it's 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 really essential that there's a distinction between uh, cooperatively which is the people and then yes. state, state yeah, owned. Yeah, yeah. when they say state owned that's government state like rather than yeah. co-op corporations yeah 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 okay so <laughs> no, you're right. you're though, between right, even those i guess three choices corporations cooperatively or state owned like, so you which, had some which, state would you would you, would you prefer <laughs> No, you had some states like when Labour, when Labour after the Second World War, you had Keynesian states, which were, um, they looked at the key industries and kept them like health, education, and made them nationalist so that everyone had them. So they were mini versions of socialism, if you like. But they were, it's been, they were, it's been a, a, a wonderful, wonderful... Um, oh, I was going to say, but they were, under, they were under capitalism, you see. They still operated under capitalism, even though... Even though, even though um, uh, they they were a more socialist sort of way of thinking, 
Awesome. Um, yeah, I so think we're just going to end this here. Um, oh, right. It's actually been, uh, I, I don't oh, know how long. Very brief ending, it's, okay. It's not been on the, uh, it's not been on Anchor this time. It's on Clubhouse. So. Wow, okay. <laughs> and I didn't keep a timer. Um, but yeah, right, huh? it's because I can see that there's stuff going on in the background for you as well. So I thought oh, I'd give the opportunity to just... Um, Enjoy the rest of your day, and um, yeah, it's. Do you want to end with a couple of? <laughs> end with a couple of. Can't hear you, Mark. Come back. Try again. No, we're losing you, Mark. Okay, cool. I'm going to wrap up here then. This has been Curious Anarchy Tea with Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. Ideological Warfare with myself, Jermaine. Hey. Mark, I hope you've been well, Mark. Oh, I think you're back. You're back. I am, yes, yes. Awesome, awesome. I was just going to ask yeah. you if you wanted to end with any statements at all. I think that this has just been a really interesting exploration. Um, and I wanted to have an exploration and I wanted to share um, an exploration with yourself because I know that we we don't necessarily have the same beliefs and I think that we find ways to discuss these things yeah, without yeah. falling out and that yeah. is what's really, really powerful and this is an example of that. Um, now, it would be really interesting if we did like fall out, if we literally clutched onto our beliefs that tightly that we we wouldn't allow anything to, to subvert the order, if you like. Um, like, it would be really interesting well, to see I, I, how the I, hell would we co-host this podcast? I, I believe that you have to win over hearts and minds. So if I ever give up on like hoping that you'll evolve into a, a, a different kind of way of thinking, I would have to give up now, wouldn't I? Because if I didn't think you were capable of that change. And likewise. Yeah, exactly. Likewise exactly. No, no, of course, of and, course. And it's the same with, with everybody that we know. Yeah, like but, with, but... And what's interesting sometimes is how biases kind of play into it because you kind of think, well, my way is the right way, but is it? Well, I don't know. I'm not saying that, but what I would <laughs> say is this. What I've learned from today's discussion is how the poverty of philosophy so that people understand they might be, they might call themselves a this, let's say a Green Party person, but they don't really understand the philosophy of the Green Party. So what they're doing is it's, it's kind of um, pick and mix style politics mm. today. It's not, it's not the, so you, if, it's what, I, what I admired so much about the, the 70s and earlier is that every political persuasion understood fully the arguments of every side of the arguments. So they, so let's say I was a capitalist, I fully understood what anarchism was. I didn't just throw it about as a loose label that, to fit anything that, you know. I mean, the biggest example I can give you is the way that anti-fascism in America, you know, the, the Antifa, they've turned it into something, I don't know what, even what. In the old days, they wouldn't need to do that because people would have understood the ideologies. And where I'm struggling is that people think they can get by on short-termism, just understanding briefly what these things are. Like you Did just read- Wasn't it Antifa that started yeah, sorry, I mean the Nazi? Oh, See, again, I'm not sure what's real and what's not anymore Was with it? these things. Oh, because, right, okay. Cause, cause they, do you know what I mean? Like, I don't know where I don't know where the origins of these yeah. things are, to and, be honest and, with and you. And even if it was, it, it's still... Yeah, no, it, it's I, irrelevant I, like, because... I understand that Antifa is anti-fascist, so therefore yes. it, that would apply to anything. So yeah, yeah. So imagine you, imagine you, had, you brought some soldiers from the Second World War and told them that today in America, Antifa is a, is a no-no word. When they went across to Europe to fight fascists. Imagine how silly that would look. 
And, and where the difference is, today you can get away with it because it's pick and mix politics. Mm. You can go in and out of anything you want. There's no, there's no, um, you don't hang your coat on anything there's, anymore. Right. And, and that, that I think is, is a brilliant point. Um, because it, it's about being able to hang your coat somewhere it's just it's about having somewhere that you call home i guess and understanding and that home and understanding jermaine rooms but it's one unit. but understanding as well like i'll give you an example you're a man united fan if i said to you where did man united start well who were the founding fathers that's knowing your history that's not just enjoying it for the moment now that's understanding the history and what would that be based on I guess you, that's that's. I guess what you, what's it based you, on? You, okay, so I guess <laughs> no, what I'm saying is there's okay. So for some people, there's some people just support the team of the city that they live in. Some right. people support a team that they've followed for years. Well, they some like people, a player, let's say. They like yeah. they like one player. Maybe, yeah, say. maybe like because for example, with myself, how I got even into supporting Man United was through Cantona. Cantona yeah, exactly. was my favourite player. He yeah, was yeah, at yeah. Leeds before he went to Man U. But to me, if you're going to be an advocate, say you're going to go on discussion programs about sport Man United, you'd have to have you have to eventually work out a history of how the club started, how it got to the position it is today, where Cantona fits into the whole. Period picture you'd have to expand your knowledge on it and where i find today is that people don't need to do that now that would might appeal to you as a libertarian that people can jump in and out of everything but now here's that's the difference assuming that libertarians jump in and out of things no no i, I was being a little bit uh, playful, but well i was thinking playful but maybe i wasn't okay so <laughs> the point i'm trying to make is that libertarians that i remember years ago the difference is they understood history and they understood political discussion. So, like, they understood where other people were So, coming. therefore, what you're saying yeah. is that the modern-day libertarians or what might be understood... Or anyone, not just anyone. It doesn't matter what side you're on. And, and, yeah, right. It doesn't matter. So, You've got so any name this, you like. This, and this this is the, the thing that I was kind of almost trying to point out within this by giving some of these definitions, because I'm yeah. pretty sure that some people will listen to this and think, wait, hold on. I didn't know that that's but that, like socialism, for example. Yeah, exactly. Right? They'll be like, wait, what? And they'll go back and they'll listen to it again and they'll think, that actually makes sense. But like, why should I be like, and then it will get people thinking. Yes. I mean, let me, let me, let me give you one example. Let me give you one example of what you just said. Now, I know that you, you prefer the, the thoughts of anarchism. If you actually read the, the, the works of, of predominant anarchists through, the, through history, it will unlock gems that you have not even dreamed about. That's the beauty of it. Because these, didn't, these things didn't come out of nowhere. They came out of an evolution of ideas. Right. And they came, out of, they came out of things like the French Revolution, this English Civil War. You know, there was a, there was a, 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 like a, a chain of these things happening that, that um, led to them that changing led to, over time. Yeah. Right. It was like almost like an awakening. Yeah. You know, like when you talk about the Buddha sitting under a tree and getting an awakening, it was that sort of awakening they had. And from that, they could develop ideas that were not tied into the, the, the system that they grew up in, which was horrendous. You know, they grew up in a, a very, very much worse system than we had today, although today is, is much more methodical in how they, they persecute people. But in those days, it was much more brutal, just like, you know, things like the guillotine, for example, you know, just really brutal ways of dealing with people. Um, and people went to public executions, for example. You know, it was a very brutal world, but they found a way of looking at something deeper than that. 
but we still have public executions that take Well, yeah, yeah, I was not even going to go there, but yes, you do. But what I meant was they understood history so they could then explain why history needs to change. So it's the thing like you said before about critical race theory. If you don't understand how it all fits in, like if people can't really understand the arguments of Malcolm X and Martin Luther King, trying to advocate for critical race theory in schools, you're going to fall down because you don't even know the history yourself. That's not a criticism. That's like a, you're going in, you're going into a gunfight without any bullets in your gun. That's what it's like. Yeah, I'd put it like that, Jermaine. Brilliant, brilliant. Chirping. And so the one Fear thing I'd put... like people to come Thank away from this. Thank you so much. Uh, now, well, the one thing I'd love for people to come away from this is that they go away and read up these things. Because even you yes, just now, yes. you read definitions from a dictionary. Imagine if you read the real thinkers, the real speakers on it. And this is what's brilliant, because we're not just spoon feeding here. We're, no, we're, exactly. It's trickle. This is trickle down economics, right? Yes. <laughs> yeah, no, exactly. And look at it this way. If you read which a definition from... Of, which is what we're doing, right? But, Jermaine, if you read a definition... If you read a definition of the... Of the this is philanthropy. Absolutely. If you yes. read a definition of the Bible from the dictionary... One of the... Which, which, which technically philanthropy is technically an offshoot of capitalism. But if anyone wants to know about philanthropy, read a book called The, uh, the Ragged Trousered Philanthropist. It's a wonderful book. Uh, Trussell in about the 19th century. Wonderful book. About a bunch of builders. Brilliant book. Anyway, but um, if you read to me now a definition of the Bible through the dictionary... It wouldn't give me a fraction of the of what the stories are in the Bible. It really wouldn't. And so you're doing the same thing when you talk about socialism and anarchism. When you just read out, okay, it's the means of production. That, that that doesn't break it down at all. But this because there's, there's again, ways to break this, it. This is not like it, it's not. It no, no, no. Down. I know we're not it, doing it. I know. The basis it's, sorry. Of it and then yeah, yeah. No, no. I don't want to do that. You know. I don't want to do that. But what I'm saying is, go away and do that yourself if you're listening to this. Is what I'm saying. So that you're not shortchanged when you come up to a discussion and someone says, "Oh, that's socialism." And you go, "Mate, that's not even the beginning of socialism." Right, and that, and then they will have, and you and I will will have an understanding of what it means and Correct. Then how it Correct. actually plays up. Correct. You know? Which Correct. is the nuances yes, where you have the, absolutely. the idea and the nuances that, that come to light. Yeah, and this is been brilliant thank you so, so the thing much, is Jermaine the it's thing been is, much Jermaine, appreciated this this we're just going to wrap up here yeah but can uh, I just say this if people spent let's say a fraction of the time they do on their PlayStation and PSP and all this stuff just to read every day a part of one philosophy every day imagine how knowledgeable they'll be or just listen to Martin Luther King and the stuff he brings into his disargument it brings the bible he brings all other political arguments into it it's just amazing. And this, this guy must have read all his life, and yet he was a church man. When did he have the time? And yet today, people don't know it. So take a bit of time, stop shooting down uh, Call of Duty people, and just read half an hour of the philosophy of anyone. Peace out. Or even an audio book. Yes. Or even, sorry. Yeah, absolutely. Which, which, sorry. I'll, I'll, I'll actually post my link. Absolutely right. I'll, I'll post my link to. Uh, okay, but it's funny because when you say that, I'd forgotten. Um, on my this personal. Is, um, Twitter okay. at JMG underscore worldwide. Um, Can I just make a, share a story with our listeners for there. a minute? When I first met Jermaine, this is exactly how our, our, our friendship began. The difference between me talking about going and read a book and him saying, you can get an audio book. And I said, like, oh, okay, that's a world I don't even know about. So Jermaine is finger on the pulse technology. Wonderful guy. 
It's been amazing. It's been wonderful. It's been beautiful. It's been uh, thought-provoking and insightful. I'm hoping that you've all learned something today. I'm hoping that uh, it spurred something. Yeah, inside that's what we want. On and, and to look and research things a little yeah. further and to really see where you fit into this ideological yes. spectrum. Yes. Um, and therefore, you can identify how you can work with others. Um, and understand, the, understand, in, understand in, others' in arguments, your relationships, and and you know every way of life. Create the lifestyle that you want. That's that I think is is yeah. going to be yeah. a catchphrase. Create yeah, the lifestyle be. that you it's want. Be. Um, that's all from us. This is Q oh, with Anarchy, okay. T with Dr. Martin Luther King Jr., Ideological Warfare. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening. And- Boom. <laughs>